We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Whining with Nurses. nurses. <laughs> it was like we're I so was going to sing and then yeah. you were going to sing and I stopped and you started. <laughs> it's okay. I'm Sarah. I'm Jen. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome. Here we are. Welcome. This Jen. is episode two. <laughs> I made or it for episode two. 49. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're Four approaching nine. episode 50. Is this episode 50? <gasps> no. It might be. He said no. Oh, good. So I guess it's you next said no. time. But that means I'm going to miss one. it, damn it. Jen. I know. Listen, that's all right. You're OG whining with nurses. We can celebrate right now. Let's celebrate with some wine. Maybe I can call in for a quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a quick segment you while totally I'm at do the that. hospital. We should all be on the 50th episode. Yeah, I'll at least say hi. I'm like, I'm getting stuck in a shit show right now. So bye. But- <laughs> <laughs> and I have to pump on top of it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I'll be able to call in because if you do it before I go to work too. Okay. Because I'll be getting ready for work. Oh, yeah, yeah. We will be. Okay, cool. You can just be like, all right, I got to do my hair now. Bye. (laughs) My hair. (laughs) (laughs) Or brush my teeth, whatever, you know. Yes. All that stuff I should do to take care of myself. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I look like a a mess when I go to work. (laughs) Whatever. You know, like it doesn't even matter like how you look going into work. I feel like every nurse coming off of a 12 hour shift looks like (laughs) death. Like you see those things on Instagram where it's like how nurses think they look and how they actually look. And it's a golem or something, you know, (laughs) which I just learned what a golem was last, (laughs) last time I recorded. Um, Anyway, yeah. yeah. I used to wear makeup for the night shift. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, it would all be just like smudged <laughs> and, and like you get sweaty and oily. And like the same thing happens on day shift. Yeah. So I just stopped doing it. <laughs> I do like my mascara and a little bit of eyeliner and that's it. Oh, nice. That's it. Fancy. Because I want to look eyeliner. awake. Yeah, that's true. My patient, though, on night two the other night, he was like, oh, you look really awake or you look rested. I was like, really? That's amazing. Thank you. Or I feel like (laughs) (laughs) this is day two of three. It's always the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. I actually feel like crap. Now let me start an IV in you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. Well, you've got some uh, a nice, beautiful bottle of wine with a zoetrope. Oh, yeah, the zoetrope. I remember when you were obsessed with that zoetrope. Uh-huh. You don't remember that, though. Did you yeah. get this when we were at Coppola for the pool day? I sure did, day? when all of a sudden I came home with like 12 bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we talk about Coppola Winery a lot. We don't. They're not sponsoring us or anything, but like... We happen yeah, to get a lot of wine there. Yeah, we've had some wine. We have there. some friends that work there. So yeah. like, you know, you can't blame us. Yeah, we go there. We, we like their wine. And it's we not... like their pool. Oh, yes. I'm going again Friday. <laughs> I love their pool. It's so much fun. Like, it's kind of like Vegas pool party, but less uh, Vegasy. It's more... Yeah. Oh, well, no, they not really. There's like no uppity. music. Well, there's isn't there some music? There's like some light music in the background, but it's not as like fun as Vegas. Yeah. It's like more... Nice Sonoma County. Yeah, like know? we're all just having a good time. Yeah. Nobody's showing body parts oh, that yeah. you're not supposed to show in public. Well, we saw some sometimes, but we did. 
not on purpose. But oh, okay. some people were getting a little crazy. Wasn't us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that was last year <laughs> yeah, that was when last like year. there was a really drunk girl that was like, you know, grinding on her boyfriend yeah. and like her bathing suit wasn't fully on. But, but yes, it wasn't. Okay. And not Vegas, okay. that'd be okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and Jen, the last time we went for another girlfriend of ours birthday, um, Jen was like, I'm out, bitches. Because, you know, she's... <laughs> I didn't have the baby that time. <laughs> That's right. And she was, was double fisting. I remember I you turned around at one point and you're like, I'm double fisting, bitches. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah, purposely this time, I'm taking the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a repeat moderation <laughs> whatever I thought that was the most was. fun I did like fun. I Coppola did pool day ever but I was like exhausted I was all I could do was come home and go to bed <laughs> I think that's what we all did yeah I was like okay I'm done I remember yes. the last time we went was it for your birthday or what, it was for our same friend's birthday yes. the last time and we took a like a party bus up and oh yeah that oh was my that was the first time we went I think I got so drunk so drunk and we got back to your house and I was just like I need an Uber home I can't do anything else and <laughs> other know, people right. were going out after came. and I'm I did like, make it out I did I didn't know how anybody could go out after that I just this time I decided not even to go into the tasting room I just stayed at the pool because <laughs> I have limits and I'm finding them yes that's what happened last year when I was sober and pregnant and then you were obsessed with the zoetropes when we were getting well, the wine they're really cool yeah they are really cool you've got the classic one with the boy with the hula hoop and the dogs jumping through it what's this wine by the this way this one is the <clears throat> cinema where's it called oh cinema mm-hmm. and somewhere it says it's a 51% Zinfandel and 46% Cabernet Sauvignon and 3% Petite Syrah that sounds yeah, it's an interesting right up my alley. Huh? Yeah. Let's drink some of it. It's so mostly Zin. I wonder how they decided that. First of all, it doesn't even... Oh, yeah, that does work out. I was like 51%, 46, and 3. Yes, that's 100%. <laughs> See what I mean about the mom brain? Yep. <laughs> no, it's okay. I kind of thought the same thing, too. I was like, does that add on? <laughs> Just throwing us off with those weird 102%. numbers. 102%. What yes. are you doing, man? I know. So let's open it. Here we go. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh oh. I hope Kat didn't need that paper. We just splashed a little bit of red wine I hope on that there. That wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a day late and a dollar short, but we should say congratulations to Kat and Carter because they got married several yeah. weeks ago, like probably a month or so ago at I know, this point. I now it's probably been a month. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, guys. Congrats. You married. Welcome to the club. It's official. Yeah. You're doing it. We're all married now. Not Desi. Well, not Desi. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Desi, to Desi. bring that up because I know she's like brought it up before, but Aww. yay. Good job. Good job, Kat. Okay, she's Carter. young anyway. That's, she doesn't need to be married. I know. She's got like all the fun ahead of her. Yeah. Like how old is she? 20 something. Yeah. And she's single, fellas. And she's Ooh, very yes. fun and very attractive. We're and done. she's a nurse. She's We're got a great a job. <laughs> she's going to kill us. I know. I know she is. <laughs> she's I literally going to wring our necks. It's the bachelorette, the nurse bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Okay. So, do you have a wine of the month this week? Hmm. You can it's think about been, it if you don't. Well, I I guess it's just been very busy at the hospital. Really? I, yes. And I've been orienting and I don't know why 
because this is the same thing that happened to me when I was in orientation, when I was a new nurse at the hospital. So you're orienting a new grad, not a new just grad. like someone yeah. new to your hospital. Yeah, okay. a new grad. Like we get the craziest assignments. And mm-hmm. when I was a new hire and I was orienting, I remember having the craziest situations too. And I don't know if it's just that you're new, it feels crazier, but... No, for some reason, whenever I'm orienting, I get these like shit assignments too. <laughs> They're like, let's give you all of the highest acuity patients, yes, whoever just poops the most too. Crazy nights, you know, and poor, poor Jeff that I'm orienting. He's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this on my own. And we haven't had any like easy nights and other people have recognized it too. Like you guys have kind of had some crazy nights hmm. and it's just, some are crazy patients. Some are just lots of medications. Some it's staffing things where they're like switching patients off the unit and then bringing others in. And so we end up having like seven patients one night and it all kind of happened at the beginning. Seven patients because you get so many at the beginning and then you like rotate a few out. We started with five. One was going that night being transported off to the Sodiomi, which is across the street. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's like a longer term kind of place. Mm-hmm. It's still acute care, but I don't know. It's just different. So he was going like pretty early and then they decided they want to like staff us down. And then we were getting like two other patients and trans giving two up that weren't like ortho patients. And yeah, it was just kind of a mess. So when it was all said and done, we had about nine or seven patients that we had Ugh. to chart on and do everything. Oh <laughs> man, that does suck. It seems it like that suck. goes in... Um, Waves where you get like it does go in waves, terrible assignments yes. for a whole week or two weeks, even you know, and yeah. then all of a sudden you, you get a break and it's somebody else's turn. I know, get. and probably the best night we had was the other night, even though it started kind of crazy too with like one crazy patient. And <laughs> I told him it gets easier, but he was just drowning, you know, being new and in the charting. And then when we're thrown all this craziness, mm-hmm. so that night I end up helping him a lot more than I normally would because usually we do everything together. You know, I can't really be like an extra person. Mm -hmm. It's like, we do it together. But I was like, no, you need to chart. Like, I'll go hang this med. Like, it was just too crazy. Because I told him, if you're ever in a pinch, you can ask the lead or some other nurse that's caught up to help you with something. You know, that's so true. Because uh, I was just thinking about it. Like, yeah, you're theoretically should not do things for him because Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be learning everything, how to time manage and everything. But I find myself when I, whenever I'm in those times where I have a really difficult assignment where it's just super busy um, and other nurses help me out and it's, it's, you know, a two way street. I help other nurses out if I see that they're drowning. There's one nurse on our unit who is just so sweet. She's so sweet and she'll just do stuff for you and be like, oh, I did this, you know, oh. I cleaned up your patient's poop. Like, you did what? I didn't I even know that he pooped. She's like, yeah, I cleaned it up. It's fine. Or wow. like one time, so nice. um, this was a way a long time back, and I had two patients who went into rapid AFib at the same time. I think I talked about this on a prior episode. And they both needed magnesium, which you have to request from the pharmacy. And they both also needed amiodarone, which we didn't have. Uh, we had like a little bit in floor stock, but not enough to like, do both patients. So she was like going off the unit, getting things for me. She's starting an IV on someone that was like a really, really tough stick. And I just didn't even actually have time to try even once because there were two really urgent situations going on. Plus I had two other patients, you know, she is just, anyway, sorry, this is just me praising this one nurse. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's what was happening. It was like none of our patients what are you supposed like to two do? Two of them lost an IV, you know, and at night there's like no one else 
there. And of course they both were supposed to be ultrasound sticks and like confused patients and medications that weren't there from the pharmacy and like a ton of meds all at once, people calling with pain. Yeah. Sometimes people you need get to go it, to the bathroom. And sometimes you give it back. Yes. And I felt bad because the patient that we were sending away, we hadn't done anything on because I thought we were going to go see one patient first and then he grabbed the meds for another patient. We just had like a miscommunication and we didn't get that patient's nighttime medications before they went over to the place. And he had the call for report and we didn't do like any charting on that patient. And it was, it was because they came early, like 9.30. Like that's such a busy time for us, 9.30 p.m. Yeah, that's right during yeah. med pass. Exactly. And so we apologized and I was like, who was it you gave report to? And he was like, oh, it was Ashley. And I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, because I know her, she's my friend. <laughs> So I texted her and I was like, hey, sorry, we gave you like a shit report and didn't do anything for that patient. Like I'm orienting someone and you know how it goes. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Enjoy. He's easy. He's nice. I'm like, yeah. Like we really wish we weren't losing him. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a wine of the month too. It's something that like, I'm sure every single nurse has experienced ever who's ever worked in a hospital, but I had someone do it this week and I was just like, oh yeah, this is so annoying. Um, (laughs) It's like one of those patients that like, you know, you go in, you do whatever you're doing and then you ask them, is there anything I can get for you or do for you right now? And they're like, no, I'm fine. And then you're starting to walk out the door and they're like, actually, uh, could you give me um, some water? Sure. So you go get them some water and you bring it back and then they're like, oh, well, I mean, I wanted it without ice. Could you actually like bring it without ice? And it's stuff that the CNAs could do as well or pretty much anyone, but like you're the one there. So you don't want to be like, no, because one, corporations have a, a problem with you doing that. They want you to like do things, you know, for patients while you're there. They They want you to just take care of it. I don't know if you get that from like your orientation, but most hospital orientations I, I've been through, they want you to take care of the problem if you're there. And two, like it just is another thing you have to go out of the room for. So anyway, I go out, I get the water without ice or whatever it was that he asked for. But before you leave, you always ask like, is there anything else that you can think of right now because you don't want to make multiple trips? Oh, you know, you mentioned you had a headache earlier. Do you want some Tylenol? Can I go get that for you? No, 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 I'm fine. Then you go get the water without ice and you come back. You know, actually, I think I will take that (laughs) Tylenol. And so I had a patient like that recently that just was really uh, wasting my time. Not like the things that they needed were a waste of time, but just that they weren't um, efficient. They weren't... They weren't um, utilizing me <laughs> to the best, and I wasn't being utilized to the best of my mm-hmm. ability. It was just very inefficient. I was wasting a lot of time, like making multiple trips back and forth. Stuff like that's annoying. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Or you leave, mm-hmm. and then two seconds later, and you've just checked on them, and two seconds later, they're like, "Call light on." Oh, yes. oh actually, um, can you <laughs> move this from here to there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, those are other things. Yeah, when you ask someone like. So this was another patient, but also happened this week. Like they were having nausea and I said, hey, do you want some medication for nausea? And you can't blame people for changing their minds, but it's just really frustrating as a nurse. I'm like, I have this, this, and this available for you. Would you like any of them? No, 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 I think I'm fine. I'm going to try and like tough it out. And then you leave. And then two seconds later, another nurse says, hey, your patient's like really nauseous. They're asking me for some nausea medication. I'm like, I just... I like just not, was in I there. Them, I talked to them about it. Yeah, we just yes. talked about it. I know. That's exactly what happened. That's like more of to go along with everything that's been happening. Yes. It's not the I patient's mean, fault. Or they want it, or all of a sudden they want pain meds and you're 
with another patient with a narcotic and it's going to be like another 20 minutes because you want to be efficient, get this other patient's assessment done and like all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I try to take my time with my patients, but then you can't when you're like, oh, this person's pain, that person's pain. Like, okay, I'll go back here when I can. And then they're asleep and then it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you have to run around to every room, just Five doing the bare just minimum, the just too. like dropping some pain meds, yeah. then like go back into every room. And anyway. And sometimes when you have five patients, it seems so chaotic because we, usually you have one that's easy and they don't, and they leave you alone the whole night and that's fine. But sometimes you don't. And it's like five needy people. <laughs> <laughs> We be so complaining right now. I mean, it's true though. This the is just is like real. the stuff of nursing. Yeah, it really just, is. Like every nurse goes through no, it. But that's the thing is you want to be able to spend time with your patients, but you can't when they're, all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. Do you think like sometimes it feels like patients can sense when you are, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like patients feed off of each other. Like they can sense if you're really busy and then they become more needy like they need you more and then that just perpetuates the problem like it becomes a cyclical thing like the more one patient needs you the more the other patients need you and then that increases the need of all the other patients like I don't know if you ever experienced that but sometimes I feel like all right well this guy was like fine at the beginning of the shift but I think he's picking up on my sense of urgency or something and now he feels like Okay, I, I need, need to get attention. this nurse in here for every little thing so that yeah. I don't get neglected later on. Or it's really something. stressful. I hate that. Because yeah. I hate it too when I feel stressed and my patients can like pick up on that. Oh, I mm-hmm. hate that. Same to keep here. the nurse face, but sometimes you just want to break out in tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so overwhelmed. Is the nurse face just like this, like, just like a smiley great. cheerleader face? great all the time. And they're like, oh, has it been an easy night? And I'm like, hell no, it hasn't been an easy night. Yeah. Every night's yes, every, a joy. It's so great. <laughs> every night's a joy. I love being a nurse. I mean, we really do. Yes. But also it sucks. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Now on to our topic. Or what do you think about the wine first oh, before yes. we get to the Actually, I really Oops. like it. I, I do too. I did get two of these when I was there. It <laughs> smells really one, rich, like deep, like uh, smooth. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. But yeah, it is rich, velvety. It smells very Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. Like um, it smells. It smells like a, you know, stewed fruit of some sort. A like it's been fruit. cooked down. Really, no, it's a cherry. I taste a cherry. Yeah, I don't yeah. taste the stewed fruits. I like smell it. It smells really like rich and jammy. But then, oh, yeah, yeah, it's jammy. super smooth on the tongue. Like it doesn't like cling or yeah. There's no like real tannins. Like you can just drink this. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. That's a good one. The cinema. I'll have to remember that. We like it. Uh, yeah. So, we, sorry, you were saying we were going to move on to the topic of floating. floating. Not our favorite thing, right? No. It's not always bad, but like yeah. sometimes it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It all depends what the hands have dealt to you. It's true. Um, so like floating, in case anyone's a non-nurse out there, just means like whatever nurse unit you're usually assigned to. So like I'm on a cardiac unit, a telemetry unit, and Jen's on an ortho unit, trauma, ortho trauma unit, yep. right? Yep. So if you were floated to another unit with a different specialty, like med surge, which is kind of general, any med medical surgical problem you could have, or like a chemo unit or like a whatever, Something different. Cardiac ones. Neuro ICU yeah. or not ICU, but like neuro. Um, Just neuro. Yeah, That's a neuro unit. Anyway. Yeah, neuro and cardiac and 
or OB, like labor and delivery. Yeah, I don't think we would float there. I've been floated there once. I'll talk about that later. But like, you know, when we talk about floating experiences. I know we have a PEDS unit and you can float there, but it's usually med surge. Like they have an overflow med surge there. That's like the easy med surge. Wait a minute. Who who can float to PEDS? Well, any of us. But it's, they call it PEDS, but really it's the overflow. Like um, they have med surge there. So on the pediatric unit, they have like a, they have, if they don't have all of their beds full, yeah. extra medical surgical patients yes. can go there that yeah, are adults. Which is typically what it is. Yeah. Jessup's mom was there when she had a procedure because she was like an easy patient. Okay. I got you. Yeah, I've had to send my patients over there before and I'm like, no, it's like so easy. <laughs> and then, well, I'll tell a story about that later. So there's, I know that floated over there. What do you guys do in your hospital for floating? Is it required? Like how do they determine who's going to float and when? It is required. It, it's after you've worked there six months. If you had no experience prior, I think like three months if you worked somewhere else before, like you're an experienced nurse, mm-hmm. but you're new to the hospital, then it's three months. After six months, you can float and it's whoever's turn it is based okay. on the last float date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we're not supposed to float when we're, we're orienting someone. So like I've been not floating much because you I've have been orienting Jeff. someone. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, oh, what was going to, oh, so orientation. Do you guys orient to the different units that you get floated to or do they just say, okay, you've been working here for six months now. You have the general nursing skills to handle yes. XYZ so you can float to yes. XYZ units. Yep. Okay, so they don't actually give you a day to spend. No. Okay. Yeah. We, well, for example, if we went to telemetry, we wouldn't have like patients on cardiac drips. Okay. We're not allowed to. What would they, so coming from a unit, I know you know more about cardiac stuff because that's in your background, Mm -hmm. but like if someone didn't have any cardiac background and they floated to the tele unit, would they have to monitor the telemetry of the patients? Like what would be expected? Well, we have teletexts. Okay. On all the units. So they pretty much tell us what to do. <laughs> okay. They tell, you know, they tell us what's happening. So but the yes, nurse wouldn't have, have to read the rhythm and be, expect, no, like, be accountable what I, for what they're... That's what my question was too when I went because I'm like, who do I ask? Because I do know something about rhythms, but I always ask the teletech like what's going on and mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. It's uh, a little different in our hospital. We're a smaller, where I work is a mm-hmm. smaller hospital. And um, so we... Uh, I, I actually don't know 100% how they decide who floats where and when, but I've been working there for, I think it's, you know, I think it had been over six months before I ever first got floated to orient to a different unit. Oh. So they oriented me to med surge, which was really interesting because I've been a nurse for, you know, 11 years and I've been a travel nurse for a lot of that where you get no orientation in a lot of yeah. units, you know. Um, so I thought it was really nice and accommodating. That is nice. They let me spend a day on med surge. And the thing that was most helpful about it was like uh, finding out where they keep things, you know, and how do you open this closet that has a code, Mm -hmm. you know, finding Mm -hmm. out the codes to things and what's expected, you know, oh, on this unit, you only have to chart assessments once per shift, but you have to do this this many times per shift. So some of those things that are different per unit, Mm -hmm. I felt like that was really helpful to learn. Um, There are also some nurses on our telemetry unit who float to the ICU. Oh, really? Yeah, which surprised me. Yeah. But they get, um, 
orientation on that unit and it's more extensive. It's not just one day, of course. Like mm. they get to go and orient there for I'm not sure how many shifts. And then if they end up getting floated to that unit, they have the the medium patients, you know, people who are on their way transferring to the telemetry unit anyway. So it's like you wouldn't give someone who's floating to the ICU a fresh, you know, cabbage patient. You wouldn't even give any just just any old ICU nurse that patient, you actually have to be oriented to take care of that type of patient. Right. So like they make it fair. If you have to float, you're getting... In our hospital, we have only one, um, uh, what do they call it, an anteroom or whatever, when you have somebody with TB or airborne precautions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they have the air that like sucks mm-hmm. in and blows mm-hmm. outside like of the hospital. Negative pressure. Negative pressure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about you. I couldn't think of the word. Because we have, we have two of those in our unit. Okay, yeah. on your unit? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we only have one in the whole hospital. Damn. Yeah, and it's in the ICU. Wow. So if we have nurses flow to the ICU, it's usually because there's someone in that room Okay. and they need their ICU nurses for the actual wow. ICU patients. Yeah. Um, or they have like just the hospital's full and there's nowhere to put the patients that would normally come to the, you know, the telemetry unit. And so anyway... And also the nurse has been oriented to the ICU. Yeah. So it's different in different hospitals. Like, Yeah, it must be. Mm-hmm. Did you, would you be able to float to ICU or like no, what would they? I haven't oriented there yet. And I could they orient you there? They could. And yeah. I, I've been wanting to, but I've been thinking like, I'm going to put it off until winter time because summer's just too hectic, you know? Okay. Um, and I think you need to be there full time, you know, you need mm. to be able to spend multiple days in a row there. But I'm interested because I'd yeah, love really to cool. actually eventually get, uh, to the point where I can take care of a fresh heart patient. Mostly, I just I just want to um, expand on my heart patient skills. Yeah, you know? that's really cool. I want to, you know, I love hearts. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to to get to that point. But no, I can't float to the ICU right now. <laughs> cool. The you only unit I can float to is med surge. But we also have a mental health unit, and you can um, oh, yeah. orient to float there too. Really? And a lot of our CNAs are oriented to float there. I don't know if I'd want to go there. That's where I did my. I did my nursing school there. Oh, really? Yeah, my clinicals. At the hospital I work at? Yep. Huh. How was it? Stressful? It was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were a nurse ratchet? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like definitely a cute psych. It was interesting. Huh. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't real nursing. It's different. It's like, well, I think it's real nursing, but it's like real psych nursing. You know, like it's a completely different skill set. Um there was a hospital that I used to work at that, uh, I don't know if it was because I was a traveler or if this was, there was a hospital I worked at as a traveler and then I ended up taking a permanent position there. And I can't remember if it was because I was a traveler or because just like that's what they do, but they floated me to the mental health unit once. And I was first, you know, protesting it. Like, I have no idea what I'm You're doing like, there. The I'm not going to be useful. And, yeah. uh, what am I supposed to do? But then they said, oh, you're just going to have to pass meds. And so, that turned out not to be true. This happens a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. This happens a lot. <laughs> that it turns out not to be true. Um, anyway, that's one example of a bad float experience. It, the whole shift wasn't bad. It was just I got down there and I felt completely incompetent. I could pass meds, but I know that passing meds on a mental health unit is different. Like you need to make sure that they're swallowing them. Like and, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because normally we just trust that our patients are taking their meds because they need them and 
they're here for our help. But in mental health units, a little bit different. Yeah. They may not believe that they need the meds and they may think that the meds are bad for them or poison or who knows, you know, it could be a variety of things. So, um, yeah, I felt really incompetent and it sucked. So mostly I just sat there and like talked to people. That was a pleasant and positive experience just being like, hey, I'm going to hang out with you. Uh, I didn't really know how to do an assessment Mm -hmm. and they were like, don't worry, you don't have to do it. (laughs) So it was an easy shift, but also it was like, I felt totally lame. Like, like, what am I doing? Yeah. What did you guys need me for? Like I'm passing meds. Did I even do it right? Hmm. Mm, is this just to meet a California like ratio standard? <laughs> you know, we need to have this many RNs. Probably. Or, so, uh, other units or at your hospital because you said you've so far only floated to med surge, mm-hmm. or that's the only place you can float because you've oriented there. We only have right. a few units because we're a smaller hospital, so we have med surge, we have an ortho unit, oh, you we do. have ICU, okay. and we have mental health. And I haven't oriented to ortho, but I feel like do they have labor and delivery? Oh yeah, they have that okay. too. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think we cross train for that unit yeah. because it's so specialized. Yeah. But I have been floated to an L and D unit before, which I want to talk about at some point. So, like, what about what about you? Where could you float to? Um, pretty much anywhere except the ICU and like PACU, OR. Um, we can even do the ER, but it's more like the ED hold, like patients that are just waiting for a bed. Mm. Like they've already yeah. been assessed mm-hmm. through their, and then they're yeah. being assigned like to be a unit. But yeah. And everyone hates doing that. I feel really? bad because the nurse had to do that last night. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like, you don't know what you're doing. You're like the only one, but you don't really have to do like assessments or I, you might have to do an assessment, but you don't have to like, there's not usually medications to give. Like you don't have to do all the other BS charting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yes, I can float there. I can float to med surge. Oncology. You can float to oncology. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I floated. I floated to oncology. Neuro, what happens if you have to give an oncology, like a um, chemo? If it's med- a chemo, we don't give the chemo medications if we're not chemo certified. Okay. And even the nurses that work there, some of them are not chemo certified, but most become chemo certified. So you just don't give those meds. And then another nurse patients. does it for you? Usually or? you don't have those patients. Okay. Yeah. And then. Where else? Yeah, neuro. We have acute rehab, mm-hmm. and we could float to the two tele units. Okay, and peds. Okay, apparently. Wow, but that's you wouldn't a lot have of different kids. units. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? So for all of those units, you don't get an orientation day. They just nope. kind of send you on your they way after six you months. Out there. Yep, that's why I hate it. What happens if you get down there and you? have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) Has that ever happened? Well, I mean, you just feel off because you don't know the unit and and we don't float super often. So I do feel like I need like a reorientation to the unit each time. Like what's your break room code? You know, where's all this stuff? Because it's in different spots and we have it. Oh yeah, to get in every room, like the supply room, the med room. room. And then they don't always have everything up there. You know, we have a lot of stuff on our unit because we use a lot of, you know, it's like specific to each unit. Like we use a lot of bandages and such. So we have a lot of that on our unit. Mm-hmm. Um, like so you might see something that you're like, oh, I need such and such thing for yeah. and then they don't happen to carry it on yeah. that unit. So you have to get that sent over. 
Yeah, like I did go to telemetry one time and they were like, how does this wound vac work? And I was able to tell them. (laughs) And they were like nurses that worked there because they're not used to having wound vacs. Yeah, totally. You rarely see that on a tele-unit. Yeah, but yeah, I just hate it because you feel stressed out. Like where is everything? That's the biggest thing. And they just feel out of the loop. Sometimes they give you like a mess of a group. Mm -hmm. And you're like, thanks for that. Because they're like, we need a break from this group. I don't know, yeah. When it's, they really should be giving you easier patients because they know you're floating. Yeah. So it depends on who is the lead and, you know. You're out of your element. Yeah, you're out of your element. It sounds like you've had not so great experiences floating. It just depends. We, when I was pregnant, I hated it because it just was chaotic. But the one time I floated since being back, it wasn't too bad. But I was stressing out about having the pump. And luckily the unit I went to, the med surge, they have a resource nurse all the time. So she was actually asking everyone, do you want your break? Do you want to go on a break now? Like blah, blah, It was like, whoa, what's this? Wow. Yeah. And I only had four patients. That's luxurious. So yeah, it's usually, I honestly haven't had that bad experience floating. It just stresses you out. Mm -hmm. It depends who the lead is. It's either been a really great experience or sometimes not that great. So it all depends. It's interesting because I was reading something out of um, this journal. I think it's just the nursing journal um, and it's produced by Lippincott, which I think oh yeah, Lippincott produces a lot of our textbooks. Mm-hmm. And, and they do a lot of our procedures. Ours too, yeah. yeah. And they were talking about pros and cons of floating and they were talking about the pros are like, it's a cost-effective way for the hospital to manage nurse staffing. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to bring in people and pay them overtime. You don't have to bring in travel nurses. You can just utilize the nurses you already have. Um, and then also some nurses like it because it diversifies your patient population I or do your like skill set. Yeah. yeah, same here. But then there are a lot of cons too, and it's a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned. Like you get to a unit, you don't really know the lay of the land, how to access all the things that you need. Um, you, you, you know, sometimes you get to like how we've talked about going on a different unit and there's a Pixis and you can't get access to it and you have oh, to yeah. get someone to come and give you access and that That's takes up like half an hour, an hour of your shift. You have oh, to have yeah. someone else like give you access so you can get all your medications out, like mm-hmm. huge pain. Um, and sometimes you just feel like not competent to take care of the patients and patients also pick up on that and then it decreases their confidence in the That's nurse's true. skills, you know, and it reflects poorly on the nurse and the hospital. And the worst case scenario, sometimes it can affect patient outcomes. Like if you get floated to somewhere where you truly are not competent. And like one of the things that they were mentioning in this article is like, there are a lot of things that are within the nursing scope of practice to do that are, may not be in each individual nurse's particular skill set. And that came up for me frequently when I was a traveler, but like there's one um, example that comes to mind that I feel like really was probably my worst floating experience ever and it didn't last long. I'm sure I've told you about this, but um, there was one time I was a travel nurse and people take advantage of travel nurses because they expect that you know everything, can do everything and you're pretty flexible. You can do a lot, but it doesn't mean that everything's within your purview, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was working on a telemetry unit and this is when I was still a relatively new nurse and they uh, wanted to float me to a labor and delivery unit and, or it might've even just been post, no, it was the L and D unit. And 
I said, I have no idea what I'm doing in an L&D unit. I'm going to refuse this assignment. Like, I don't think I should be floated there. It's not safe. And they said, actually, you're only going to be monitoring telemetry. There are some moms who are high risk and they need to be on telemetry and you're going to be monitoring that. So basically a teletech for the day. And Mm. I said, oh, I can totally do that. You know, fine, I'll do it. So I floated down to the unit and they were giving me an assignment of five patients. And it was like... Was this like postpartum or was it actual... Woman in labor. It was postpartum. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even yeah. L&D. It was postpartum. Yeah. And it was like, I think four moms and a baby or something, which what? I should never be so taking care really of babies. Eight. Yeah, it's a couplet. It wasn't like four moms and their babies. It was like four moms, just the moms, and then one baby. Oh, really? Yeah, which was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, so... <laughs> so who was taking care of the other babies? Another nurse. That's weird. Yeah. And uh, so... I, when I got down there, I was like, whoa, this isn't what they told me they were going to be sending me to. And, you know, I don't think I can do this. I don't even know, like, what to do. You know, I don't know how to assess oh these God. patients other than a normal head yeah, and toe assessment. Like, I think that's the fundus. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, here, it's okay. We'll show you. So we go into this mom's room and she had just delivered a day or two ago. And they were like, here's how you do a fundal assessment. And the the mom that was in there, she was really young and it was, you know, Whatever we said when we came to the room, it was like, here's Sarah. She's going to be your nurse today. She's floating here. So we're just going to remind her how the blah, blah, blah. So it was obvious that like I had no clue what I was doing. (sighs) And she looked at me like scowled. The patient scowled at me like I could tell she wasn't happy about it. I wouldn't be happy about it. Those new moms are crazy. You want the best for you and your baby. Like, oh my God, this is a critical time in your life. Like I would be, I would feel the same way. Anyway, so she gives me a really mean look. And then they're like taking my hand and pushing it on the fundus and you can tell I'm uncomfortable because I am. This is why I never went into postpartum or L&D. It's super uncomfortable for me. I don't know what I'm doing. And also I don't really like want to do it. Like I don't want to push on a mom's belly and like I'm afraid I'm going to hurt her. And like I- It does hurt. Yeah. (laughs) I believe you. So we're doing that. And she seems madder and madder by the minute. And I just started sweating super heavy inside (laughs) of my scrubs. And I've never had that experience before. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then I started breathing really heavy. I'm like, what's happening? You know, I'm not saying any of this out loud, but I'm standing, I'm just like push my back against the wall and I keep thinking these things. And then I just started crying. (laughs) I didn't even have patient. any control over it. No, I had gone out of the room at this point. I like went you out. You kept your nurse face on yeah. for the most part. I was like, I'm going to step out for a minute. And I went and leaned against the wall and all this was happening and I started crying. And then I realized I was having a panic attack. <laughs> so I was like, I can't do this. Which oh they should God. have never had me do it to begin yeah, with. That's so wrong. So I go back up to my this unit. This was not in California. Yeah, it was in California. It was. Yeah. Oh my God. It was. So I go to my unit. I talked to my manager. She was so understanding and supportive. And she was like, You seem really upset. Just go home. Take the day off. So I went home. And then I, I was on a travel contract at the time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I did this. That's why they did it because I was a travel nurse. Yeah. So I get a call from the travel company later that day. I was in trouble for refusing an assignment. Oh my God. And I tried to explain to them like, well, this is what they told me I was going to be doing, teletech, and this is what I was actually doing, fundal assessments and baby care. That's not safe and that's not okay. And would they listen to you? They gave me some pushback, but eventually they did. Like there were no repercussions for me. I didn't get in trouble, but it was like- 
it felt like a big deal at the time. I felt like I might get fired or, you know. That's the right nursing thing to do when you're not comfortable and feel like something is safe. Like we make a big deal out of it now at the hospital. Like if you think something's wrong, you know, like if you think a patient, well, even like if you think a patient's not appropriate for your unit, you know, or something's going on with them, like speak up, you know. It's true. And cover your butt too when you're not safe feeling safe about something. It's supposed to be all about patient safety and patient care. And I don't know why sometimes that gets thrown out the window. Like when there's travelers, like, yes, travelers are more flexible. You have to be because you get thrown into an assignment and you don't really have as much time to orient, but Mm -hmm. basically only within your skill set. Like, yeah, yeah, I can probably show up to any hospital anywhere in the country, not to brag, but like, that's just kind of the nature of being a traveler. You can show up anywhere. You can have minimal orientation. You just learn where the things are, learn how their charting works and take care of it. I feel like a lot of nurses probably could do it. They just may not. It's stressful. Yeah. Yeah, It's stressful. Kind of like floating. Exactly. Because you don't know what's happening. But like, should you get floated to a unit where you have absolutely (sighs) No. no experience? Like that's ridiculous. No, especially if you're like, yeah. I, except one nurse I did work with, and the she works in the float pool, so that's what they do is float. She said one time she did have to go to postpartum. Really? Same thing, though. She's like, I didn't know what I was doing. She stuck it out, though. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, she didn't... The thing is, like, I know when I was a patient, it was pretty much, like, the first day. That's when it was more like, okay, what's going on? And, like, the fundus and everything. And then I felt like they stopped even, like, assessing me. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't do anything for me. Like, I was probably an easy patient. Mm-hmm. Even Jax, they didn't, they like came and took his like temperature like a couple times and they like weighed him a couple times in the middle of the night to mm-hmm. make sure his weight was doing okay. And for me, they just monitored me like the first 24 or 48 hours as far as vitals and everything. I think they mm-hmm. still took my vitals, but not often. Yeah, I think yeah. if I'd been floated to another unit that I wasn't super comfortable with, like maybe our cardiac ICU, I could have. Mm-hmm probably handled that better oh my God. because one, it's adults and two, I have some knowledge about it, you yeah. know, like I could have just asked more questions and been like, I could have probably yeah, made it through. But I know like the fundus, I don't even know. And it's maybe not even that big of a deal, but the thing is, I don't even know if it is or not, you know, that's the thing. And also it's like very anxiety producing for me. Like that's something that I never wanted to do and it makes me feel anxious. And so anyway, yeah, <laughs> no, I guess I it's it. different for everyone. Yeah. Um, also, before we end this, do, do you guys get any compensation for floating? Like, do you get an extra incentive or anything? I don't think so. So no. if I get floated to the med surge unit, in our hospital, the telemetry unit is considered a specialty. So we get uh-huh. paid a certain amount oh, more than really? med surge. Yeah, that's okay. not common, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's not. Um, so if I get floated to med surge, I get paid my same tele wage. Okay. Yeah. If I get floated to ICU, I imagine we would get paid the ICU wage. But See, I we don't even have a different wage yet. for ICU. Really? Yeah, that's what I was told. What? I know. I don't even know if the ER does, but I know that what? the OR does. Really? Yes, that's not stupid. That's weird. Yeah, so we all make the same amount apparently. Um, but if we float, we do get 5% more. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so at least there's that. If huh. I'm going to float, at least I'm making some more money. <laughs> that's a nice incentive. Yeah, and if we're lead that night, we get 6% more. If you're lead and you float or just lead in general? Just lead in general. Leads don't take patients anymore at my hospital. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. 
Have you ever had like a really good experience floating anywhere? No, I have. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say no, never. No, no, no. no I definitely <laughs> have. It's just it's more just like I get stressed out, and most of the time it's fine. Uh-huh. But the other thing I don't like about it is being away from your people. You know, it's like these yeah. people you don't know. <laughs> but no, it usually ends up being fine. I've only had like two bad experiences. Mm-hmm. So I can't complain too much, but it's just going into the unknown and being stressed out. And then what happens sometimes is you're only there four hours and you float somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's what sucks. That happened to me um, multiple times as a traveler where you would go to a unit for a few hours and then float somewhere else for a few hours. It was so annoying. Yeah. Like you have That's to chart crazy. so many times. And oh, like, yeah. And it's just no time, like in those first four hours to do anything. That's um, in this article, the same one I was reading, they were talking about the benefits of having a designated float pool. Yes. Um, and patient safety. That. Because like, then you're oriented to every unit. You know the access codes to every unit. You're a little bit more comfortable than a nurse who normally only works on one unit. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, yeah. the thing you're most familiar with. <clears throat> um, and we have that, but we still float. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, There was a hospital that I worked at. This was way back when I was a newer nurse. And I worked on a specific unit. And then I kind of like, I cut back my hours. I went to per diem because of a thing that happened. And I just like wanted to cut back and be per diem. But I still was working full time. And I kind of became a float nurse. Like I would pick up a shift in any unit that they wanted me to. And I felt like that was a super positive experience because like, um, there was a cardiac care unit that was a step up from the tele unit. I think it was called the chest pain unit or something. It was mm-hmm. for people with um, STEMIs or non-STEMIs. Yeah. So I feel like I got to learn a lot there. And then I got some more recognition for like my skills. So then I got to float there more, you yeah. know. And then I would even float to the uh, rehab unit there, which was not super fun. But it wasn't awful either. And then I don't know. It was a great way to like meet other people in the mm-hmm. hospital and no, establish community, like, you know? Yeah. I do like meeting the others. So there are like some benefits to it, but I think it's only if they, if hospitals do it in the right way, you know, like you yeah. really have to make sure you. Yeah. I wish we did that orientation thing. That would be nice. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. It's like if you have a day where there's low census and you might be calling off a nurse just orient them to another unit instead, you know? They just don't want to pay you, so that's why they It's don't. true. They don't want to pay you. <laughs> Money speaks. Yep. Oh, well. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it too much, but it's just nice to be at your home base. Mm-hmm. It's comfort. It's Pre- true. You know? I think you can be your best nurse self at home, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like being in your own house, you know, where you yeah. keep everything, you know, how to utilize everything to its maximum potential, you know, and like, oh, we get into a trouble here. Like, you know how to fix it, like, um, you know how to troubleshoot. Yeah. My manager did say she noticed that um, more med errors are made when we floated because she gets our like med errors. Really? And I did actually do one when I was pregnant and it wasn't like a true med error. I might've talked about this. I'm not sure, but I had... Well, like a ton of our computers don't work. So what I did is I pulled a Norco 5, but earlier in the day I had given this patient a Norco 10. And so the computer wasn't working, the scanner wasn't working. So I put it in manually and I accidentally documented the 10. So it was more uh, like a documentation error, but which is stupid because it's like, that's not a medication error, you know? But it's like, maybe it you looks like, like I gave the 10. You might have like been 
more alert or aware to like what you were doing if you were on your own yeah. unit and not already thinking about like yeah other things exactly yeah and it was towards the end of the shift and I was pregnant and it's stupid it's more a documentation error not a medication error at all mm-hmm. hmm. um well, before we wrap things up, I do want to give a quick little update about my sister, Caitlin. This is more just like a funny story. So um, is that all right? Can I talk yeah. about that? She says, um, so uh, there's a guy in her, her nursing school class who dropped out of med school in the middle of it, and she's not sure why. But now he can't go back because of financial reasons. And she said, it seems like he likes to bring it up pretty often how he... <laughs> she says... Um, He's like, hey, but I know stuff because I was in med school. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she says, today we were practicing bed baths on a mannequin. And he was like, I missed the part where you just go into the room and say, I want these labs and this done. And then you just get to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is not going to make it. I know. I will tell you that right now. She's I like, I was really nice about it in my head. But uh, no, she said I was really nice about it. But in my head, I was like, get over it or don't be a nurse. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for more updates about that, dude. I know. Okay, we need a special segment just on that. <laughs> How's your med student doing? Oh Is he going to hack it as a, a nurse? Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> uh, well. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram, or you can write to us at www.nurses at gmail.com. That's right. And also, cheers. Cheers. Whining with nurses.